I live in the weak and the wounded. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. They will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Hello? How do you know my name? I didn't tell you my name. Hang up. I didn't tell him my name. They're all a part of it. They're all pods, all of them. Whatever you do, don't fall. They mostly come at night. Mostly. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. What do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. Welcome to Critics Not Cynics, the podcast that tries to prove that you can be a critic without being a cynic. And this week, uh, I know we have kind of disappeared for a little bit. Um, we've been having some technical issues with um, recording and, and then processing videos. Um, the review I'm doing today, I actually recorded last week, uh, but in post, audio glitches, everything, um, and I just could not find the time to sit there and record a whole nother uh, video again and then you know maybe have the same issue but I'm recording now on a different um, PC uh, with a different service and then hopefully when this gets converted over into um, the edit process everything will work out just fine um, and also we we had plans for a different topic to cover this week, but again, um, scheduling issues, stuff like that, uh, kind of got in the way, because we have two screeners we want to cover uh, that uh, I, I personally liked both of them. I liked one of them a little bit better, uh, and one was under a review embargo until last Tuesday, uh, so we're, we're good on that one. I don't think there was a review embargo on the second one, uh, but Pat needed a chance to get in there and uh, get those watched, and um, with our schedules this weekend that didn't quite work out uh, so we do have that coming up eventually um, I know that we are going to have um, a Dune review coming up with a, a special guest um, special for us <laughs> let's, let's just say that um, maybe not so much for for anyone else watching but uh, you know a, a good friend of of mine and of the show uh, wants to join for, for Dune, uh, so we do have a review coming up for that when that um, movie releases. And then I think we got a couple other uh, films we want to review, other stuff we want to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, this month we came up a little bit short with episodes, so uh, we apologize, but you know, hopefully now with, uh, with what we're doing and what we're recording on now, um, everything will work a little bit smoother. Um, hopefully even like green screen effect and stuff like that works better. Uh, so hopefully, like I said, this, uh, this will hopefully work a lot better now, uh, since I've changed things around and 
one computer is going to be used purely for editing right now and the other is going to be used purely for recording so hopefully no audio glitches and stuff like that uh, so alright let's talk about what I wanted to talk about last week and that is VHS 94 um, it's currently streaming on Shutter, uh, and if you're not familiar with the VHS series, it's a uh, anthology-based series uh, based around VHS tapes, obviously, by the title. And uh, quite frankly, the first two entries in that franchise, uh, VHS and then VHS 2, are probably the best uh, out of the four films. Um, three, which is uh, VHS Viral, tried to move the franchise forward uh, in one aspect, and it just didn't quite work. Uh, mainly its central story was just not that compelling. Some of the individual stories within it were pretty good, um, but they just, uh, overall, it just didn't quite work as well. Um, and then uh, VHS 94 is the newest one, which was one I didn't even know was happening, didn't know it was coming out. Uh, then I saw some people tweeting about it, and then I saw it was available on Shutter. So I'm like, oh yeah, definitely checking this out. Um, definitely wanted to see what they were doing with it. Never had heard any little inklings that there was going to be a new um, new entry into the film series. So I uh, was really excited to check it out. And for the most part, it's just okay. Um, the... I think two of the stories that are in it are really good, uh, and then two are just, uh, well, one is just kind of like, okay, it's it's not bad, but it's not great, uh, and then there's just the one that just absolutely has no sense uh, to it whatsoever, and I think the, the biggest travesty in this film is the fact that the central story does not work. Um, so I'm not going to go into any real spoilers or anything like that. Um, I'm just going to kind of try to keep it all in generalities um, and uh, kind of individually grade the stories themselves and then give an overall grade uh, of the actual film in and of itself as one piece. Uh, but uh, this probably won't be a super long video, especially since I'm recording by myself and um, also just trying to get it out there, uh, you know, keep uh, content coming out. Hopefully, everything improves. And considering um, when I'm recording this and when it's releasing, and the editing time, and you know, making sure effects look great, uh, it just might be just about a 10, 15 minute video, 20 minute video. Who knows? Um, all right. So the nice thing, or I guess the interesting thing about this one, is it is set in 1994. So it's definitely keeping the VHS motif, uh, giving you kind of a more um, realization as to why they're using the VHS format. Like the one thing that people might find confusing about the first and second films is, you know, we're in a digital age. Why would they be looking at VHS tapes now? I think they did a good enough job in the first two films to kind of address that in the sense of, um, you know, they're, they're going to um, someone's house in the first film to look for a particular VHS tape. So, like, the house is old, the owner's old, uh, so, you know, finding that kind of random VHS collection in the basement and going through them, it kind of makes sense. Uh, and then, I think in the second one, they did kind of do a, a, it was a little bit digital. It's been a while since I've watched it, um, but I believe that the female private investigator is watching uh, the tapes um, 
via a laptop to which the kid that they're trying to find was watching them over the VHS and recording himself, um, if I'm remembering that correctly. So uh, 3 then again tried to do the viral thing, which was trying to do stuff like YouTube videos and, and such, and I, the you know how videos go viral in social media. So it, that one just kind of deviated too much from the established franchise, and I think that that's why that didn't work. So going back to 94 is giving it like a very good reason why they're using the VHS format. Now, the central story, again, it's the weakest one because it's, I think, dealing with something about a cult. You have like a SWAT team, and they're investigating the compound, and they're finding bodies and, and, and stuff like that. And ultimately, like, because there's even a, a, a twist uh, near the end of the film... It just doesn't work. Like none of the characters seem real or seem accurate, uh, especially the female SWAT officers. And that's not because they're female. It's just they don't come off as genuine. They're trying too hard, or at least the actors are trying too hard to be strong, uh, like roughneck um, starship troopers esque. If you know what I'm uh, know what I'm saying, like SWAT officers, and it and it just comes off as try-hard and not natural or organic uh, to the rest of the film. And whereas kind of the male counterparts, they don't even really work that either. Like, they're characters of uh, stereotypes of what you might think of as SWAT officers. Uh, so, like, when you have character dynamics going on through them in conversations, they don't really feel natural. They feel forced. Uh, there's not... A character that's really like that empathetic for uh, towards, um, so you know it just it just that hurt the overall story the the wraparound story. So uh, and then when it gets to its reveal, it's like I don't care. And then when it gets to the end, I'm like I really don't care. Um, so it, it just ultimately failed. And I think like if you if you're doing a VHS series or you're doing any type of anthology uh, film. Your central story has got to be the thing that ties everything together and keeps your audience captivated. I'll say when it started off with the like the officers and everything, I I was into it. But then as the film progressed, it just kept getting more tiresome, more just wearing on and just going, yeah, I don't really care about these characters. I don't really care what they're doing. Let's move on to the next VHS tape. Um, so that, I think, ultimately really dragged down the rest of the film for, for me personally. Um, and then you get into the first story and I think the first story is probably the best out of all of them, even though, uh, I wish there was more to it. Uh, I, I believe it's called storm drain. I'm not going to have the names of the actual individual segments down really well. Um, but you know, I'm either going to just give them the the generalization of what they are as a title uh, versus the actual title that they may have. I believe Storm Drain is the first one. Um, and you have a investigative journalist kind of going and trying to figure out about this. They're hearing about this cult of the Ratman or, or whatever. Uh, and she doesn't really want to be doing it. And, you know, they, but they're, you know, it's, it's how you make it into the big time type of thing. Um, and I think that this one does really well with its format and with the style that it's telling. Uh, I think a lot of the characters really work in it. Um, and the one thing that I think is what really makes this one excel among, amongst the others is its uh, creature design. Um, the, the thing that they're looking for. And that's Rotman. And Rotman, like, it, 
what's really kind of so creepy and, and uh, cool about it is how it's designed. So when you see it for the first time, the, the front of it is like the face of a child, but it's also really kind of weird and distorted and, you know, how the mouth works and everything. And then when you get a side angle of it, it's actually like an elongated skull, uh, like a rat skull. And then you notice that the face is actually, like the human-looking face is actually like the nose of a rat. And then it stretches out and then there's the eyes and, and the rest of the head that's actually shaped like a rat. And uh, it's got some fur and it's got some claws and stuff like that. And I think what, why it works so well is it's a lot of practical effects. And then they use the, f the fact that they're in a storm drain and lack of lighting to hide anything that would have made that kind of design or creature costume look cheap or look, uh, look bad. Uh, they use the, the lack of lighting to kind of hide that. So I think that that also amplifies the character design and the creepiness factor of the character or of the creature rather. And so uh, I, I really enjoyed that. And then it, it the, just kind of the way it ends though is is wanting me to know more, um, like the whole purpose, what they did with her, uh, how this is progressing and everything like that. So I think that that's where its main failure lies is that it needed a, a better ending to its segment. Uh, but overall, I thought everyone did a really good job. I liked the news format that they did with it. Uh, and then I liked uh, the characters with it, and the creature design was just amazing. So uh, that one was great. Then you're followed up with kind of the um, Night of the Living Dead is kind of the best title I can give it. Uh, and I think that this one did a really good job, too, with atmosphere and lack of lighting. Um, but this one also had a problem with its ending. Uh, I think it does a really good job to sell the terror and the panic of the main character uh, recording this funeral or what's supposed to be this funeral, and then the aftermath also taking place during a very terrible storm. Uh, but then when you get to the last bit of it, you don't know what exactly what's happened to her or if anything actually happened to her in that, in that sense and aspect. But it does a really good job with its effects. Uh, the, the face effect, which if you've watched the film, you'll understand what I mean, is really, really good. Uh, and so I... I think that that one did a really good job telling a nice tight story um, and used its uh, environment and sound design really well to tell a good one. Um, the next one, so my issue with this one is that the fact that it doesn't, it's the only one that feels like it's not set in the 90s, even though a uh, character tells you specifically the date and it's 1994. Um, and I think that that's because of just what they were doing with it. So. It's kind of like a Dr. Frankenstein, um, weird creation, evil monsters type of, of work. And uh, I, I really like it because it's all first person um, perspective. And so you kind of get um, what is probably, I think, ev anyone who's watched the original Doom film and not the really bad sequel that they made or reboot, whatever it was. Um, one of the really cool parts about that film, even though the rest of the film is not great, is when, uh, with Carl Urban's character, they switch to the first-person format as he's going and killing off the creatures um, near the end of the film. And that's kind of what really sells this one, is it's a really fun, action-packed sequence uh, from the first-person perspective. 
Now, what I would have liked by the end of it was to actually see what our character who's taking us through this journey through hell looked like uh, because of what the doctor was doing to her. Um, but we don't quite get that. And again, like the reason it just doesn't feel like it, it's set in the 90s is it's too clean. It, it's too nice looking. Um, and I just think that it, it needed a better job of, of explaining or showing or, or doing something more to make it really feel like it set, was set in the 90s. Uh, but the car creature designs in this, again, amazing. The big brute, uh, the way that it's designed is fantastic. And really good practical effects, not really CGI. So I have to give that one a lot of credit too. And then I think this is the final story. Now, I know that this one's called The Terror. This one makes absolutely no sense. And, I, I mean, not even the end of it, which is actually pretty decent, is enough to save it. Because it's like an alt-right, ultra-conservative, uh, militia-type compound out in the wilderness group of guys that are really weird, uh, doing whatever they want. Like, I mean, you see... It, for some reason, it wants to reshow the same moment several times from different perspectives of them murdering this man, and uh, the, and then like going about and showing the different daily life aspects of each of those characters, and then it amps up into a creature thing near the end, and I don't understand anything about it. Like that's that's the problem. Is I I couldn't identify with any of the characters. I couldn't understand what the story they were trying to tell was i just didn't understand any of it and maybe that's a fault on my end i mean it could very well be uh but it ultimately it just didn't quite work out as well as i think it it, it could have um and then you get to the finale of the wraparound story and the big giant reveal and all that stuff and like it, it just doesn't feel as connected as uh the previous vh well at least the first two vhs films because uh, 3 doesn't really fit into the format that well. Whereas, like, when you watch 1 and you understand that they're hired to go find this particular videotape and then they're all getting kind of offed one by one by watching the tapes, um, 2, you find out that um, they that this takes place before 1 and that, you know, the tape that they're looking for, I think, if I remember correctly, is the is the tape that the criminals are looking for in one. So, like, there's that interconnectivity between the two different films uh, that makes that mystery, like, keep going, and then three goes off into its own direction. And this one, like, I, I think that they were trying to maybe keep that connectivity going on, but it just ultimately didn't really work out that well for me. Um, and I just think that overall they, they could have done a little bit better uh, on that... Um, wraparound story to at least like again it, the individual stories could not work or be kind of crap and, and as long as your wraparound story is compelling enough people are willing to overlook it and um i i can't remember when i was originally recording this if i brought this up uh, in in uh, in that but like i i there's one uh anthology film called volumes of blood and it's not the there's a second one that they've done. It's like the only one that's available on streaming, and it drives me nuts because I really like the first one, uh, and I would love to rewatch it. I think I've got it ordered uh, on Amazon. It should show up sometime as long as there's not a problem with the seller. But like, 
the thing with Volumes of Blood and why I like it, because objectively it's not a good movie. It's a lot of indie directors with no budget uh, putting together something and and uh, expecting an audience to really like it. But at the same time, like what is more enjoyable about it is I like its setting, I like its central story, uh, and I like the fact that the you can tell everyone that's working on the movie, despite the limitations that they have, are having fun making the film. And I think like in juxtaposition to this, where there's actually uh, more of a studio budget behind it, and actually like people who have been in the industry, people who have been in the business for years, and there's this kind of lack of care going into it. Um, and, and not to say that there, there, there was not any care, it's just like they just didn't feel, it just doesn't feel like they're putting enough of the effort into the project. Because uh, VHS, in my opinion, is a very well-beloved series amongst horror fans uh, and anthology fans, um, which I count myself as both of those. Uh, and like I really hold those first two films up as really strong anthology films. I mean, they both have their problems. Don't get me wrong, but but they do it they do it well. Whereas like Viral doesn't do it that great, and I feel like Ninety Four doesn't do it that great. Um, and I think it it almost feels like it's a cash grab. But I mean, it's not. But it that's just kind of what it feels like. Um, so I think that that's ultimately why I was let down by this uh, this film in of itself. Um, so to grade the individual stories. Um, the wraparound story, honestly, I'd give a two out of five. Like, there's some really good stuff in there with the, like, the, the bodies and how the bodies look and stuff, but, like, ultimately, the narrative doesn't work, the characters don't work, uh, and, and I just didn't care. And honestly, it's what ruined most of my enjoyment about the film, was the fact that that central story just fell apart almost immediately as soon as the film started. Um, Storm Drain or Ratman uh, one, I'm going to give a four out of five because I think it's really strong. I like what they did. The creature effect was amazing. Uh, I just wish it had a little bit of a stronger ending. Um, the kind of uh, funeral one, uh, I'm going to go with like maybe a three and a half. Um, again, like there's a lot to like about it. Uh, I, I think it really leans in hard on the, the setting of 94. Uh, but ultimately, the end in this one as well was something that I'm like, I don't know what just happened. So I needed a little bit more from it rather than uh, just kind of this open-ended, like, is she okay? Is she this now? Like, what's going on? Um, as for kind of the the Frankenstein experiment, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with like a solid three on that one. Um, I, I, again, there's a lot I like about it. Uh, it's just the one that doesn't feel like it fits the most and not because it's foreign or anything like that. It just, it looks too clean. It looks too current day, um, with the, with the technology and stuff like that, that, that I think that that is what holds that one back. Uh, and then the terror, honestly, I had to give a one, uh, and that's mainly for the creature in it. It looks great. Um, but the story that it's trying to tell is just n no, it, it it doesn't make any sense. I, I can I when I was originally recording this the first time, I couldn't even remember the segment. I had to pull up IMDb on my phone and go, oh yeah, that was the other story, because it ultimately didn't. I didn't retain it because it was just not interesting. None of the characters worked. 
I didn't comprehend the story. Now, maybe that was because I, I was distracted while it was on, and I'll give it a rewatch. And, and quite frankly, like, will this be one I will buy? Most likely. I've got the other three. Uh, so it, it, I'm even, <laughs> I'm a little bit weird in the sense that if, if it sucks in a franchise, uh, if it's one, that one film that sucks in a franchise, I still buy it. I, I got to kind of own that whole franchise if I've got any of them. Um, and, and quite frankly, like, it's not, I'm not saying, even though I'm a little bit harsh on it, I'm not saying it's not worth rewatching. I'm not saying it's not worth watching during the month of October for Halloween or anything like that. Um, I just know that there have been better anthologies and that there will be better anthologies coming down the road. It's just a shame that a franchise as, as interesting as this and a concept as interesting as this, uh, that they ultimately failed on delivering what I expected. Especially, I never saw a trailer. I didn't even know it was coming out. Didn't know it had played at you know any like film festivals or anything like that. Um, and then all of a sudden, I see people tweeting about it being up on Shutter, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm 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 in. It's VHS. I'm gonna watch it. Uh, so maybe it wasn't like it was a thing of high expectations or low expectations or anything like that. I virtually had none other than, oh, it's another VHS film. And so I think that ultimately it just let me down. And I wish, I wish it would have been better. Um, so overall, I think I'm going to go with uh, three and a half. Um, yeah, you know, you might, you might like it more than I did, and that's completely fine. Um, I just think that there were things that they could have done better. Um, of course, I don't make films. I can barely make a YouTube video. So uh, who knows? Um, maybe they know things better and, and that they were able to do what they could do. Uh, but yeah, a, a three and a half, watch it, especially if you have a Shutter, uh, Shutter subscription. Um, you know, we're not sponsored by them or anything, but I love Shutter. Uh, I don't use it enough. Uh, I, I should be using it more than I do, but... Uh, I do like it, and I do like the stuff that they're putting out there. Creep Show is fantastic. The Joe Bob Briggs stuff is fantastic. Uh, I'm going to be checking out the Elvira uh, anniversary thing here before too long because I, I was not able to watch that live. Um, they've got a lot of good... Uh, I've just started the new season of Slasher on there. They've got a lot of good original programming, podcasting, uh, documentaries. Definitely go check Shutter out. It's It's very cheap too and it also if you have the amc plus bundle i believe it's included in there uh so i definitely have to shout out shutter as especially if you're a horror fan if you like horror definitely get shutter uh there's a lot of good content on there there's some not good content on there but you're gonna get that with any streaming service so uh all right i think that's gonna do it for this week thankfully uh or hopefully this all came out well and uh you know, we had no issues and stuff like that. You know, I felt really bad. We haven't had an episode come out in the past couple weeks, but uh, maybe this one will break that curse. So uh, if you are not um, following us on social media, all of the links and stuff in the description below. Uh, if you're listening audio only, obviously you can find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, Audible, Amazon Music, just about wherever you can get your podcasting um, from. And then... Yeah, we're here on YouTube. Uh, like, subscribe, hit the bell, all that stuff. Uh, we really appreciate it. We hope to be bringing more improved content. I know um, at some point 
not that we have it immediately ready, but at some point we're going to try to do live streaming. Um, so all that stuff to come in the future. And then if you want to write into the podcast, uh, or if you want to let us know your thoughts, leave it in the comments below or write in to us at criticsnotcynics at gmail.com. And uh, we'll, we'll pull it up and we'll read it on the show. So, all right, guys, we will talk to you next time.